are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to be talking about the return of Seth Rollins' finisher, the curb stomp, the new U.S. champion Bobby Roode, the WWE Top 25 Raw moments of all time, and we're also going to be discussing the 94 Royal Rumble and a whole bunch of other stuff tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. that nine to five it's time to feel alive hello marks and welcome to the band from ringside podcast i'm your host bill vaggy aka cowboy job orton <laughs> and to my left we have the bad boy from illinois two beers coleman what's going on two beers that's good i like that thanks and to his right as always we have jcb jason cornelius bell what's going on jcb hashtag boot heels it's all good baby let's keep it rolling and as a special guest. Uh, not so special, but special every once in a while. Uh, tonight we are being joined by the Kevin Steen of the St. Louis dating scene. <laughs> Tinder Mahal. What's going on, Tinder? I heard you guys had some download problems, so I'm here to get your downloads back up. You, know? <laughs> in, you brought in some top talent, so uh, let's get this show on the road, Dad. <laughs> we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in downtown St. Louis, Missouri. Um, guys, I got to admit to you, uh, my job sucks. I was thinking about this today, how bad my job sucks and how much I was looking forward to spending the next hour with you gentlemen talking about uh, professional wrestling. So I'm happy to be here. I hope you guys are too. We got Sam the Muller Mall turning the knobs tonight. Mr. Perfect in the house. Uh, before we get... Uh, too far into it. I like to say that tonight's episode is brought to you by Soul Taco. Hey guys, if you haven't checked out Soul Taco, I cannot recommend it enough. They are Korean, Korean, <laughs> Korean, Mexican fusion <laughs> food, tacos, burritos, quesadillas, pot stickers, goji bowls. It is delicious. If you guys like spicy pork, if you guys like chicken, steak, all that good stuff, tofu. Soul Taco is the place to go. They got a place in the U-City Loop. They have a place in Chesterfield. They have two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. So if you are listening to us and you're even close to one of those places, we recommend that you go check out Soul Taco. And if you're not close to that, we appreciate you listening. But if you're ever close nearby, if you're going to go check out the all-in event in Chicago, Illinois, Go check out Soul Taco and tell them the band from Ringside sent you. They are a sponsor of the show. They are a friend of the show, and we love having them. Uh, without further ado, fellas, there's tons to talk about tonight, and we got a full house. So let's get to our three counts. Jason Cornelius Bell. What you, you rang? got? Uh, let's start at the top. We're going to talk about uh, Seth Rollins and the return of the infamous curb stomp Monday Night Raw. Um, I guess we can just fast forward to Jason Jordan coming up with a great idea to good old dad, Kurt Angle. Why don't we have Seth Rollins and Finn Bauer in a one-on-one match? Sounds great to me. I think this is the first time that they've had a match since Seth injured, quote-unquote, Finn Bauer in the uh, the title match. I guess that was that uh, SummerSlam? Yes, it was. Was it? Okay. Yeah, when Finn Balor won. When, yeah. Yeah, he won. Popped the his shoulder back in. Yes. Yeah. The whole shebang. So fast forward back to Monday night. They have a good match. It's about 15, maybe 20 minutes. Um, clubs down at ringside for uh, Finn Balor. And then you had, I believe it was just Jason Jordan ringside representing the uh, Champions Club. Anyway, Jason Jordan interferes. The Champions in the- Club. Well, that's you're, what they are. I mean, they ain't the Shield. No, they, right. they are not the Shield. This is the Champions Club. Anyway, Jason Jordan uh, interferes into the match, reaches out, grabs Finn Bauer's leg, so Finn Bauer kind of stumbles heads down. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a kick, something along those lines. And then the next thing you know, it happens. The curb stomp. Finn sells it. I'm in shock because I'm thinking that this was banned from ringside. Not a sponsor of the show. Anyway, uh, one, two, three, and I look up, and there's there's a match. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, so I should be mad about Finn Bauer losing, but I'm more kind of like, why are we having this curb stomp? I mean, it's, it's for me personally, 
I don't mind the move, but if Vince says we can't do it, then why are we doing this? Let's set the table a little bit. He hasn't used the curb stomp as a finisher in a long time. Since, I would say, when Randy flipped him into that uh, RKO back at uh, WrestleMania yeah, he maybe may two have, years ago. He may have used it as his finisher when he was the champ, but not for very long. It turned into the pedigree. The pedigree became his finisher, which was Triple H's finisher, so, soon after Triple H endorsed him. Yeah, and then, you know, that's how, you know, you got that connection. So it's you, probably been three years. I would say, give or take. And uh, he... The curb stomp apparently was taken away from him because Vince was worried that it was going that it was uh, too violent and that children would start using it on each other and it was too easy to do, which was why they said why they took the curb stomp away. Okay, I, I, mean, um, I get it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it. So, what do you think about him bringing back the curb stomp as his finisher, it, which is, by the way, is called the blackout now. Okay, whatever, blackout. But Shitty it, I, name. Yeah, I was getting ready to say it, it's kind of like the drive-by, but that's another story for another time. Um, as the move, I don't mind it. Um, he needed something. The the knee that uh, they stole from Kenny Omega wasn't working. Yeah. Pedigree doesn't work at this point. So you just got to go back to the original square one. You kind of rebrand the finisher name, and you got to go from there. But he needed something to make him the complete wrestler. All the best have their move, whether it's a finisher, whether it's submission, whatever the case may be, uh, Superfly Snooker coming off the top, Tanahashi coming off the top. You all have your finisher. You know, this Jay is Bell, his finisher. Not to interrupt you real quick, but you just said it, man. Like, he needed that extra thing, that finisher. I mean, I think Seth Rollins, right now, he is the most incomplete wrestler in the WWE. They have not figured his character out yet. They have not figured out as what's going to As a face. As a face. He is not a top guy right now in my mind. That's why he is a tag team champion. Ooh. I mean, I'm just saying, he's not a guy right now that I feel like can go out and cut a, cut a promo, have everyone care about it, and then walk out of the ring. Oh, wow. I'd- I'll retort, and then we can pass it around. The problem is that we don't have faces. So you had to make somebody a face. Seth Rollins could be easily made a face. Two beer. I agree with Tinder. I don't feel like he's a complete character. He's over as a face, but he's not over because... He's well put together. He needed some kind of finisher. Uh, that knee wasn't working, like you said, JCB. We the curb stomp is a believable finisher. It is uh, a devastating one, and you know it looks cool. I kind of question the uh, apropos nature of bringing it back on MLK Day. Okay, so as the black guy in the room, that's the one thing that everybody else is. Th- I thought it at like fifteenth. This is what this is what I wanted to talk about. Also, so did you think of that immediately on, on your own? Did you see somebody say it on Twitter, Two Beer, or did you? Were you like, wait a minute, why are they bringing this back on Martin Luther King Day? No, I mean I thought of it immediately. First of all, because it was shocking that he did it, but we had this big, you know, long MLK promo in in the middle of the um, raw. Like, a, like a video package, yeah, yeah, like a video package, which was nice, but uh, at the same time, <clears throat> you know, you have. That absolutely reminding you, even if you somehow forgot and you were living under a rock and you didn't realize it was MLK Day, that was an instant reminder. And, you know, for those of you guys wondering, you know, the curb stomp, when I was growing up, it was because of American History X. That's the only reason I knew what a curb stomp was. Yeah, that's that. See, that's that's the disconnect for me, because I saw a bunch of people on Twitter talking about like, man, fuck the WWE for bringing back the curb stomp on MLK Day. And there was even some chatter on the Friends of BFR page, like, man, I can't believe they would bring this back on MLK Day. And to me, that is not my association with the curb stomp at all. Like, I do not associate the curb stomp with that terrible fucking overrated (laughs) movie that's been overrated for 18 years. God damn, I hate that movie. But, like, I think about about Tony Soprano doing it, because he did it to... uh, Coco on one of the last episodes of The Sopranos. I remember I remember when I was a kid before American History X ever coming out like the curb stop being like the curb stop being when you put somebody's mouth on the curb and then you stomp on the back of their head. This terribly violent thing that I know I guess American History X popularized but I always thought of it. I never associated that move with racism at all or with neo-nazis at all i like i really never did and i was kind of surprised to see that come out the other night when seth rollins pulled it out that was ne- it never crossed my mind it's a decent finisher 
in my mind. Um, I don't think them. I I really don't think that there was anything nefarious the way that that WWE decided to start doing again on Martin Luther King Day. I really think that it was probably some agent backstage that was like, you know what, the knee's not working. Uh, we're building it's WrestleMania season. It's time to start building this thing up with you and Jason Jordan because now it looks like we might have a Jason Jordan Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania or something going forward like that. To me, I I, it, I never made that association. Well, I man, I I just think for yeah, one we're thing, tackling the big issues thing, right out of the gate is, right now. <laughs> it is it is professional wrestling, okay? Like, yes. come on, Roman Reigns tried to kill Rusev three months ago, and we're up here. We're Braun Strowman, whatever. We're up here complaining. <laughs> uh, we're up here complaining about <laughs> Seth, somebody was dying. We just don't give a yeah, fuck who right? it is. <laughs> we're up here complaining about how Seth Rollins. His moves named wrong, or he he might he's insulting somebody by insinuating he's going to stop their face into the ground. Are are you kidding me? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's professional wrestling. The moves are supposed to be brutal. They're supposed to look good. But here's the thing: what is the one thing every wrestler wants with his first finisher? To be able to do it to everybody. This is the perfect finisher for a guy like Seth Rollins, who can't you know pick up guys who are four hundred pounds and throw them over his back. You know, it's not my favorite finisher. It's a fine finisher. I'm fine with the finisher. I think it's good. I don't even necessarily mind. I'm not being a social justice warrior here. I just think that it's so funny that he couldn't use it for years, and then this is the day that they bring it back. It it makes no sense why it took away in the first place. It is. It is curious. It's just curious. That's all. I'm just raising the question. I'm I'm not going to fight with you about that. It is curious that that is the day. I feel that because, but I'm sorry, but I mean. I found, like, on Twitter that night, I found that a lot of people do associate that with American History X, and I'm certainly not trying to say that, like, you shouldn't associate, like, if that's, if that was, if that's what you associate with that move, then maybe I'm, maybe I'm the one that's wrong, maybe I'm the one that doesn't associate with that move, and maybe I'm the dumb one, it just never occurred to me, and it would never, I don't, like, obviously I don't think that's Seth Rollins' is doing it for any nefarious yeah. reasons. I mean, it's not like the owner of the company is has a spouse who's in the cabinet of one of like the most racist <laughs> people that's ever existed <laughs> in the history of this oh country. Yeah. I say, we don't know that. We don't know that. We got we got a we got a true believer over here. <laughs> what's what's hilarious is I saw a headline and granted it was probably from like uh you know, sports keeter or some nonsense fucking rag like that, but it said through Reddit, uh, WWE distancing itself from Trump, you know, oh. administration, oh. which was what? funny that it was it was that same day. It was Wait, like on MLK quit? Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the only thing I was going to say is it's ultimately not important, and we can move on if you if you're ready to move on. I guess I felt like the asshole because I didn't even think of about it about it being MLK Day, the day that he brought it back. I was thinking more along the lines of kayfabe. Okay, where do we go from here? And I agree with Tinder on this one. That was probably his best move that they can come up with that you can keep coming back with time after time after time and make him look good. Well, my first thought was that's not a baby face finisher. No, it's definitely not. When a guy's face down and he lifts his head up and you stop the guy's head on the ground, that's not a baby face finisher, much in the same way that uh, the Red Arrow by Neville's not a heel finisher. Right. I mean, that's a crowd-pleasing right. baby face finisher. Right. The curb stomp is not a baby face finisher. Okay. So I'm thinking, are they going to have Seth Rollins maybe go with Jordan over to the dark side and they're going to be heels together or something like that? That was my first thought. Not saying that that's what's going to happen, but... Right. Yeah, it's, that, it's, I, it's no, just not a face finish. No, I, I see you connect. Rollins is a heel. He's a heel. No, I agree, but you just have too many heels. You, I, they can't develop faces. I think ultimately they they messed up the Rollins. I think if they would have hit the mm-hmm. iron hot mm-hmm. when Rollins Sing first it. came back yep. Yep. and made him face, I think that Rollins would be in a way different place right I now. I think he'd be way more over as a baby face. I agree. His baby face moveset is outstanding. I think he's one of the three or four best workers in WWE. Yeah, I agree. No problem with Is that. Is that fair? I don't have a problem Rollins? with that. Rollins? I don't have a problem with that. He just doesn't... The character doesn't get over it. It has nothing to do with the talent. The character agree completely, and we got to keep it moving to our two count. 
<laughs> Two beers, Zach Pullman. <laughs> Two count, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Uh, I will say that I was wrong, uh, but uh, they... Two count is going to be. I was, I was more wrong than you. Yeah, yeah, well, that's pretty, pretty common. <laughs> yeah, far for the S-O-P. course. <laughs> uh, in case you guys are wondering what we're wrong about, uh, U.S. title so was decided on SmackDown this week. So we had this tournament after Ziggler uh, abandoned the title, uh, which we had a what eight man tournament came down to Mojo Raleigh and Bobby Roode, and I thought Mojo was going to take the whole thing. Yeah, uh, that was just my really. Yeah, you know, going through. I'm not you, saying he did. you put that on Twitter or anything? I said it here like three times. Oh, okay. Where you been? Uh, you were yeah. here. Yeah, but clearly I wasn't. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. You were high as fuck last week. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm not saying he deserves it more than Bobby Roode. I just thought that's the way that we were going and we we're going to have uh, Mahal and Raleigh instead. We got Roode and, and Raleigh, and I'm totally fine uh, with that happening. I'm. Great for Bobby Roode. Good for him. I hope he does something with the U.S. title, makes it into something that it hasn't been for a minute. Because I haven't cared about the U.S. title for, uh, I don't know, since Rusev had it, I think. Mm, damn, that's yeah. good. <laughs> uh, thoughts on the title change, Tender? I think it's perfect. I mean, I, I really like Bobby Roode holding that title. I think it gives him something to do. It kind of gives him, kind of establishes him a little bit in WWE. Because up until now, he's really just been kind of that guy from NXT with a cool entrance. Um and I think this kind of establishes him. I mean, I think he's got a belt. He can make something out of it. He can have big matches. He can be on the mid-card defending his belt. Like, it kind of gives him something to do no matter what. So, I mean, we'll see. I feel like this is his chance to kind of show what he's made of and see if the character can really get over. Two beer, or sorry, JCB. <laughs> it's all good. Um, obviously, the knee-jerk reaction was, why, and this is just me being nitpicky, I don't understand why you didn't do... You did it all in one show. If the U.S. title is supposed to be so prestigious and you're hyping it up, you're talking about all these guys in the past that have won the U.S. title, then make it prestigious. Have the finals on the fucking pay-per-view versus, okay, we're going to do it on a SmackDown. This just leads me to believe that they don't really have a plan or Dolph Ziggler is getting ready to come back prematurely and then that's going to be your U.S. title match. Either way, you for me, and like I said, that's just me you know, picking at it. I don't understand. You're saying one thing, but you're doing it something different. Just be consistent. If you're going to make the U.S. title this big thing, then make it a big fucking thing. You don't have... And no disrespect to Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods shouldn't be in this tournament, okay? Rusev should be in this tournament before Xavier Woods. Hell, I wouldn't have a problem with uh, Chad Gable being in this tournament before Xavier Woods. It's just to me, you say one thing, you're doing something He's else. Busy. And that's, yeah, true. I mean, I understand, but I, you get where I'm going with this. I don't, I don't mind Xavier Woods being in it. And I put it on uh, Friends of BFR on Facebook. Um, by the way, BFR Bill. BFR JCB at BFR Zach with an H at BFR Pod. Friends of BFR on Facebook, banned from Ringside on Facebook, at BFR Pod on Instagram. Please follow us. We have tons of fun on social media during these Damn, events. You got that right. I was surprised. Um, I don't have a problem with Xavier Woods being in it. I don't have a problem with somebody from the New Day being in it. What? Um, no, I don't. I just wow. don't. I don't get Xavier Woods, and I said I said it. I don't get Xavier Woods. You don't I, get New Day. You told me that a million no, times. Uh, no, I I get the appeal of Biggie Langston. I get the appeal of Kofi Kingston. I don't get the appeal of Xavier Woods, and I said that on uh, on Twitter the other night that it it feels like Xavier Woods. This is his make a wish, yeah. and that's why he's out there with him. <laughs> like he is not. He's not. He has no charisma. He he can barely wrestle. Uh, wow. Come on, he, wow. can, he can wrestle. Come on. All right, he has no charisma. Can we say he has no charisma? It seems like he's faking it, dude. He, I mean, he's the lead guy when they come down not, more times than not. Yeah, he's the first guy. To speak. He's got a very successful YouTube channel on his own, separate from WWE. Okay, there you go. Perfect. Great. That's example. about video games, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the charisma. We're that... doing a podcast about wrestling, by the way. Okay. Uh, so you're gonna be like, oh, so he does a YouTube no, channel making, about video I'm games. Not, I'm not <laughs> making fun of video games. I'm saying that that's something I don't understand. I don't understand video games. I don't. I don't get it. I like. I see shit about Mario Odyssey on Twitter. I do not understand it. Maybe I'm too old for it. Maybe I don't get it. But Xavier Woods, I guess he's got charisma. But so does Logan Paul. Who? The YouTuber. 
You guys don't know who Logan Paul is? I just saw that. Zach knows who Logan I know, Paul is. I didn't I until he that. got in trouble with Japan because he filmed a dead guy. I, I don't get the Xavier Woods thing. Maybe oh. I just hate him. But mm. I don't mind him being in that. And I don't. I also don't mind them taking a break from the Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens drama that's going on on SmackDown. If you want to do a whole SmackDown that's devoted to the U.S. title chase, that's totally cool with me. I could take a, like, rather than hammer it home and have some shitty segment with Zayn and Owens and Brian and McMahon that just rehashes what you did last week with barely just a little bit of forward progress, then I'd rather it have it, I'd rather have it be about the U.S. title match or the U.S. title tournament right. that's that's fine with me okay no, but, I, I didn't think of it that way you're right bobby rude winning it it's totally fine with I'm me okay of with that. course i love bobby rude i think that gender winning it would have been better because then you can have the chase right i also think that they probably took it off the royal rumble match because like we said last week or the royal rumble pay-per-view because like we said last week there was too many matches man on i don't want to yeah. hear this bullshit real, man real, real quick too real many quick matches. we're gonna get into it later we talked we watched the 1994 rumble very few matches on that card. Right. Very few matches. Long matches. Very few matches, and also, there was not two minutes in between each wrestler. Oh, no. It was, it was a like, minute and 30. It was like... It was a minute and 30, but even uh, then, it was like... I was fast-forwarding was, through some of it, because I knew that I had very little time, and it was like pretty much like 45 seconds, and then they'd start They do that. They go again. by spots and yeah, by... Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that later, but... It was a breath of fresh air to watch a, a pay-per-view that old and see a few really good long matches and not... 15 fucking seven minute matches. Okay. Right. And okay, no, no. I, I, and to that point, without getting too far off the too far off the point, uh, they signed War Machine tag team this week. They signed Ricochet. They signed uh that Candace LeRae. Candace LeRae, and they signed one other person. Some uh the the girl from uh American Ninja Warrior, and I can't think of her name off the top of my head. That was just today. But we're at a point now where there's so many, there's so much talent. I think they said that like 15 or 16 participants from the Battle of Los Angeles in 2015 are now signed to WWE. Like that is a, that is so much talent that they have, (laughs) they don't have any time to do do anything with. Well, they they could if they made NXT two hours. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah, let's, we can talk about that at another point. Tender, what do you think about uh, Bobby Roode? Did we already ask you that? You did, but Jason, tell me why Steve Mongo Michael is your favorite U.S. champion. <laughs> <laughs> He's a horseman, man. What do you expect? I mean, come on. I was taking care of horseman business. <laughs> My <laughs> husband played for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> And let me tell you, I am also a beauty queen champion. I don't know where Steve is. <laughs> Jeff, get over here. All right, Jeff. we're going to keep it moving with our three counts. <laughs> All right, so uh, WWE uh, did a special on the network after Raw, and they played it on USA after SmackDown, which was the top 25 Raw moments of all time. Um, there were... The top 10, I think the one I was most surprised with was that the pipe bomb ended up being at number two. They said that the universe voted on it. Pipe bombing at number two, I think, is fair. Yeah. 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 Hey, Bill, can you not call it the universe? That'd be great. What do you mean? (laughs) What would you call it? Uh, Anything but the universe. No, it's WWE Universe. (laughs) I didn't know that. uh, The Galaxy? No, we're sponsored by the WWE. How about you call it WWE Nation? <laughs> no, we can't do that. It's the universe. Um, was there something on there, JCB, on the top 25? And we can run down a few of them if you want to. But was there something on not on the top 25 that you thought should have been on the top 25? Uh, yeah, but I mean, this is just me being biased. As a, as a rock fan, I thought the very first sing-along building up for Rock Austin, I thought that was the one that... Could have been on there. Not saying it should have been on there. It's just the one that I was kind of waiting for, and it didn't pop up. I mean, we can was that argue- like ninety eight. Yeah, that was going to say. I think that was the uh, Austin's last match. Uh, so two thousand three at WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. Um, he did one with 
Vicky McMahon, or Vicky McMahon, <laughs> Vicky Guerrero afterwards, but the original one I think was in Sacramento. Sounds right. Anyway, uh, that was towards the build of uh, Rock Austin. I thought that could have been on there. Outside of that, I mean, it's the list is a, is a list. I mean, we can nitpick it to the day it's died. You know, this can go up, this can go down, so on and so forth. But just for me, just as a rock mark, that's the one. What I was think the uh, what was the chorus of that song? How'd that go? <laughs> Oh, what the the one with Vicky was? Uh, well, no, no, no. I want the one from from Mania. Do you know it? Uh, they got some fat ass women there, and I'm just gonna say no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Sacramento? Was Sacramento, yeah. They got some fat uh, ass uh, women there, and the Rock's just gonna say no. He, uh, he threw uh, the Sacramento Kings underneath the bus, talking about uh, they could be the queens or whatever, you know, putting over the Lakers. I mean, it's it's classic. So that's when rock. he was a heel. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. classic rock, and he, he was just coming well, back from Hollywood baby face or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Two beers, Zach. What's the one that you would have put on there? Uh, Tinder and I actually came up with the same one. I'm gonna let him talk about my my number one, but uh, my number two was um, the night after the Montreal screw job. So we're looking at November 10th, 1997, and uh, that is the classic Brett screwed Brett uh, promo screwed that. Brett. And it was the first night of Mr. McMahon. Um, you know, he's delivering that promo with a black eye that he did not get. Um, he, he, he fucking earned it. <laughs> yeah, he earned it the hard way. <laughs> Which, right. if you haven't watched that uh, wrestling, with Shadows? wrestling with Shadows, yeah, that, fucking that's great really documentary. Good. That's really good. They're following Bret Hart at this time, and they just happen to be following during the Montreal screw job. So you get a ton of fantastic backstage footage. But anyway, that's really kind of the the place where the Attitude Era kicks off. With that Mr. McMahon character, you know, some people bandy about the King of the Ring 96 with the Austin 316 promo, and you can say that, but you're still in kind of golden era WWF at that point. Right here at the Montreal Screwjob is where we really start to see the Attitude Era kick off and things start to get lewd and crude and reality-based, and we move away from the doink, the clowns of the world, and we start getting actual villains um real life it's one of the things i try to explain to people that don't like wrestling i'm like this is where it broke off like the attitude there broke off because by accident almost because of the montreal screw job like real life things played into kayfabe storytelling the fourth wall and and then mr mcmahon took off and the brett screwed brett I didn't even think about that when I was watching it, but Brett Screwed Brett should have been on this list for sure. Uh, Tender Mahal. Um, you know, I, I got, there's one I didn't think about, so I'm going to be quick on the first one. So the first one would be the, I think it was like a six part McFoley series they did where they went oh, through like, JR? Yeah, they did all the videotapes of like him as a kid and how he had all these other characters like Dude Love and, you know, he was, he was wrestling in Japan with Terry Funk and death matches. And I don't, I, I just really liked that because it built Mick up. For six weeks, they did like what was it, fifteen minutes with Jr. Yeah, and I mean that built him up so much. I mean he went from being a mid carter to being a main eventer for the next two years because of those promos. Secondly, those those vignettes. I mean they were basically interviews. They weren't vignettes. They were interviews. Um, Second thing, obviously, is uh, Pillman's got a gun. I would say, Um, just I remember as a kid watching that and just being like, "Well, explain to the listener." What exactly okay. Pillman got so, gun was? Uh, no, no problem. So basically, Pillman and Austin are a feud, and Austin says, "I'll come to your house." So they basically <laughs> they actually filmed this. They actually filmed this it's, at Pillman's house. It's so funny! <laughs> it's so messed up. So Austin shows up at Pillman's house. There's like three guys outside. He beats he beats them up. Re- really brutal bumps too. And then he he takes a baseball bat and bashes in his window and unlocks it from the from the outside and. <laughs> essentially runs in and Pillman's got his leg all busted up in a huge cast and stands up with one crutch and just point what, what was the what was the quote when uh Pillman nine millimeter meets Austin three sixteen. Yeah. Was that it? <laughs> yep. And just <laughs> pulls it out and cocks it. Points a gun right at his forehead, essentially. And there's like a scuffle and they go off the air and that's it. But it was just an unbelievable moment where you thought, man, how far are they willing to go? And, you know, you want it like you believe that these two best friends in real life hated each other so badly that one would pull a gun on the other one. And you believed, I mean, honestly, that Pillman character was so far out there yeah. that you believed 
Any crazy thing he did. <laughs> oh, I got worked. I got worked. Might hard. be a little true. It was 1996. Yeah. <laughs> I was 11 years he, well, old. Brian, I got worked. Brian Pillman was the ultimate worker, though. He was the ultimate guy that would work everybody, even the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's that. I think uh, the one. Those are all great examples. The one that got left off for me, where I marked out, and this is probably five years ago. Uh, when Cena came out and introduced Mark Henry, Mark Henry came out in the pink suit and gave his retirement speech and started crying and told his wife and his kid that he was coming home. And like I was like, holy shit, Mark Henry's retiring. I I got work so hard. And then Cena came in to give him a hug. And <laughs> Henry, Henry picked him up, gives him the world's World strongest, strongest slam, slam. Nice. says... I got, I got plenty more in the tank. I got plenty more in the tank. This is what I do. <laughs> right? Yes. Just killed him. And I, I remember watching it and just being like, yes. I remember Henry. somebody said on Twitter, because this is the, I guess it was 2011 because that was when I joined Twitter. And uh, somebody said, man, he should win an Oscar for that. <laughs> and I was like, that's bullshit. He should not win an Oscar for that. It's wrestling. It's on TV. He should win an Emmy. <laughs> but that's that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite raw moments of all time I because agree. I I guess some I, people yeah. knew it was coming. I, I did not know no it was coming. And then was coming. Uh, Cena and Mark Henry had a really good three month feud yeah. where. Uh, I, Henry might have beaten them once, but can, can we petition the Emmys to have a wrestling category like best promo? I think they should. They really should. <laughs> best match. It's on TV. Yeah, we have it. It's called. The slam. <laughs> good, good point. Real quick, I, I don't want to steal another I one. I don't want to go past this either. Uh, go ahead. Because, one, I don't even know if it's on the list. I know it wasn't in top 25. At least I don't think so. Um, I don't know if it was in the top 100 that they did. Uh, but it was in 1999. I think it was like the first Raw of 1999 where Mankind becomes WWE champion. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that he becomes champion, although that's huge. It was his first title. But... As a kid, whenever I was watching it, you know, I was like 14 years old, I remember you'd watch Nitro, and because Nitro was always live, <laughs> and Raw was only sometimes live, they would spoil the matches sometimes. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, you don't want to, you know, watch the other guys anyway. You know, Mankind's going to win the WWE Championship in like <laughs> two minutes. Well, everybody fucking flipped the channel to watch Mankind win that championship. And it was, Raw, the, it was the end of the Monday Night Wars. It was the end of the Monday Night Wars. Nitro never won another Monday night after that. Yep. Right. And I I was, we yeah, were talking we about talk this. About that. That's crazy. Earlier what what because, was the phrase? The phrase they used? Uh, oh, that'll put some butts in the seats. Oh, yeah. That'll put some butts in the seats. <laughs> That's yeah. what Shivani said. <laughs> so, yeah. And I always, when, anytime I see the footage for that, and I was watching that the other night while my wife was reading and I was taking notes on this for the podcast and i even said i was like i tapped her i was like watch this crowd because when the, cor the corporation out, is like, beating up holy and austin and the the glass breaks for austin that's you one will, of the biggest pops i've ever heard in my life you will never see a crowd pop like that ever again it was ridiculous Every, everybody in screen their arms go up and the place goes absolutely nuts. I get chills just thinking about it. It's it was nice. so and Austin lays fully on top of the rock to win it. Um, there's, I think that should have been higher. That was number nine on there. Pipe bomb was number two, like I said. Uh, Austin with the beer truck was number one. A couple other ones I want your thoughts on. Uh, I'll go around the table, not for everyone, but just give me a thought on it. Razor Ramon beats the one two three kid. Our huge. one two three kids beats Razor Ramon. It was I know huge. that's your it number was, one. Yeah, it really was because it was when I first started watching wrestling, and I mean, I watched WCW on Saturday nights, but when Raw started, I was like, oh man, I can watch WWE every Monday night. This is amazing. And I remember seeing one two, one, two three kid, and he was this little guy who could do you know moonsaults and run around the ring, and the fact that no no little guys ever got over back then, at least not guys that little. So seeing him, you know beat Razor Ramon like a top guy was just I don't know it really it really captured my imagination and for me it made me love wrestling uh Zach what about when the DX invaded WCW yeah and went outside I'm glad you said that because I wanted to mention that because that was also it was kind of a work shoot I mean they went 
and actually did that thing. And he wasn't on screen, but I know they brought Steve Blackman with him because they were actually worried that like, guys were going to come out and try <laughs> and to fucking fight him. See if Blackman could actually yeah, beat guys' asses. And see if Blackman could actually just take anybody on their roster. So, uh, you know, they come in with the tank, for those of you guys who haven't seen it. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, they're riding the fucking barrel like between their legs and doing the right. crotch chop. And they go down, you know, into the arena with megaphones and they get a bunch of good stuff outside with fans, but they ultimately don't get in. They get locked out. So. Uh, G- ACB, uh, another one I thought should have been higher was the Mike Tyson-Steve Austin confrontation, which was number 21 on their list. I think that should have been top 10 also. Well, I mean, it, it just goes to show... You Maybe know, that's nostalgia playing with no, me, uh, No, but that's a huge moment. It's, it's a huge deal because it leads to the Austin era, more along the lines of what uh, AC Tubier was saying. This brings into the Austin era, it r- really explodes the... The attitude error in, in general, it just shows that who is voting, and it's it's not a knock against who's voting, but it's it's the younger generation of kids that that, that have no jobs that can you know sit around and vote for this twenty times a day where other people got you know shit to do. It should have been bigger. It should have been higher on the list. And I actually, I, I had that that and uh, something else. With I had uh, this is your life, obviously because I'm a rock guy, but obviously it was one of the the best promos in oh, you mean the- this is your life bailey no this is your <laughs> life <laughs> asshole i think about the bubba ray may young uh putting oh, fuck yeah. putting may young at 80 years old uh through a table and he protected her quite a bit but that's a crazy spot for an old lady to take yeah there's no way she's gonna take it out. you know what Kudos to her, man. Hats yeah. off for being all about that life. I mean, she took that bump like a champ, and Bubba Ray sells it with his dead the eyed blank stare. A uh, couple other ones. Uh, the Festival of Friendship, I was happy made it just because I think that even though it was so recent, I think that in 20 years we'll still be talking about Festival of Friendship. I also think we'll still, the Rollins' turn was in the top 10, which was a huge moment. Uh, the Roman Reigns' silent promo, which was JCB's promo of the year last year, also made the top 10. And that might be um, recent recent bias. But, but, but that, that just it just goes to show that every list is subjective. I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and, like I said... Those are all huge moments, yeah, though. Yeah, without question. Yeah, but like I said, you can move some up, you can move some down. There's, no, there's not one that's so egregious that I'm like, oh my God, this... Is, well, actually, take that back. I take that back. Um, they put eight as the woman's evolution. Let's call it for what it is. It was a match between uh, Trish versus Lita. It wasn't the woman's evolution because even after that point, they still booked yeah. them like shit. Yes. All the way up until... It was, a, it was a dead division for another seven or eight years. Okay, until most recently, and it's still not that great. But that's another story Crowd for another was time. hot for that match, though. Oh, no, no, no. No question about it. But it is the it- only match on the list, though. It's the only match on the list, which is fine, but don't Top call it... Top 25 Raw moments, that's the only match on the list. Don't call it the women's evolution. Which, Just call it uh, women uh, uh, made of that Raw for the first time. But that time. goes to show you this is sports entertainment. Okay, that's fine, but I'm just saying... Like, Not call necessarily it for what wrestling. Call it for what it is, that's all I ask. Uh, I, yeah, that's going to do it for our three count! Uh, so, you know, we put this out on Friends of BFR that we were going to discuss the 94 Royal Rumble, which uh, Jason has watched four times in the last day. Uh, <laughs> Two Beer Zach watched the entire card, I believe, I and uh, Tenders watched it three times in the last couple of days. Uh, but we'll start with you, Two Beer. Why don't you give us uh, a little bit of background on the entire card, and then we'll get into the Rumble. we got about 15 minutes left. Okay, right on. Uh, yeah, I mean, just the highlights... Um of the the opening card, we had um, tag team bout with uh, Brett and Owen Hart against the Quebecers, and uh, that wasn't the first match though. I forget the first match actually. Oh shit! Uh, just, I don't. It was I, the intercontinental. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, I, I think might have come after, which was actually uh, comes off of uh, one of Tinder's moments. So whenever one two three kid beat Ramon. Erwin R. Scheister and Ted DiBiase, oh, that's right. that's the whole right. reason that they were feuding is because they just made fun of him. Like, they just made fun of Razor, like, until that was, like, the catalyst of the feud. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, we had Razor Ramon versus IRS, which was kind of a schmoz, you know, a lot of run-ins, a, a lot of uh, belts over the head, a lot of briefcases over the head and things like that. It was a fun match, good long match, 
And that was the overall point of the pay-per-view was there's like four matches and then the Royal Rumble and the thing was like three fucking hours and there wasn't a lot of fluff in between so it was two hours and 41 minutes yeah we we had a long rumble but uh the matches they gave him enough time in that uh tag team match we saw Owen become heel and go against Brett I don't know if that was the first time I can't remember I think it was the first time second second time second time Owen got real heat during the rumble when he came out number five like he came out and he got booed. Oh yeah, lustfully. <laughs> People wanted to see blood, and it was the classic Owen heel promo of um, you know, in Brett's shadow. Brett's so selfish; he only cares about Brett. Uh, I'm trying to win, you know, gold. I've never had gold. Brett can't even help me out and win the tag team belt. All you had to do was tag my hand, and uh, but you just wanted to do everything yourself. So uh, he kayfabe hurt his knee, and Owen wouldn't even help him up. He just kicked him in the knee. <laughs> And then just like delivered a, a fucking heated promo backstage, and he's like, "God damn it, Brett! You just had to tag my hand," and he just goes off for like five minutes, and he's like, "And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg." <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Taker and Yokozuna. Taker Yokozuna uh, again, kind of a schmoz, um, you know, casket match. Kind of a schmoz. Yeah, it was, it was a schmoz. like sixteen people beating down the Undertaker for Christ's sake. Yeah, I mean, Taker's got to got to look strong, so they get Yokozuna in the casket. Uh, there's some run in. Crush comes in. A bunch of other guys come in. They get Taker in the casket, uh, roll him out, and then um, lights go dark. And there's a video promo of Taker, and then like somebody, I guess like rumored to be like Marty Jannetty uh, is like up in the rafters looking like Taker. So anyway, and then we get the, the the Rumble match, which you guys can. All right. What's your thoughts upon. on the Rumble, JCB? Kind of underwhelming, I guess, just for, you know, star star names. You had what? Owen Hart. You had the Steiner brothers. This is kind of considered one of the best r- rumbles of all time okay <laughs> diesel uh diesel which uh, apparently they I, f- I forget about that he had seven eliminations that uh yeah diesel's th- my biggest takeaway he the, the crowd was hot for him and he well, threw they, out they, a bunch of but guys this is the the formula that they used later on down the line with kane roman reigns whoever you want to throw in you know into that sense where they call it austin austin it, where they, they basically use one guy they call it the diesel spot Okay, then they give one guy a year the diesel spot where he starts eliminating all sorts of okay, guys. So this is CM what, Punk did it one year. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Remember when he's when he was cutting promos oh, in the yeah. middle of oh, the that's right. best best Rumble bit ever. <laughs> yeah, it's the best Rumble bit ever. Anyway, just uh, for me, Agreed. it was it was not uh, it wasn't a lot of big name stars. I guess the two I guess major storylines going into uh, it. Bob Sparkle, Holly, um, Greg the Hammer, Valentine. Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, fat okay. two. Actually, it was Sparky Plug. Sparky Plug yeah, Sparky at the time. Plug, yeah, yeah. Just to say, Mabel. Uh, Mabel. Mabel, yeah. Mo. Mo from yeah. Men on a Mission. Jeff Jarrett. Okay, fine. You got me. All right, guys. <laughs> this is not good pod. Just Savia, Savia Vega, who was called Quang. <laughs> People That's are, who it was. There you go. Savia Vega was Quang. Quang. Quang? Yep. I wrote down Krang. I, I thought it was Vader. I didn't know who the fuck it was. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't understand what Vince was saying when he was... I, how do you how do you mix up Vader and Savio Vega? Uh, Bill doesn't see race. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Krang, no, Krang was a white guy, right? Krang, Krang was Quang. a Ninja Turtle uh, alien sent to lived in a belly. He didn't look white to me. There's a brain that lived in a belly. <laughs> Tender, do you have thoughts on the on, on, on Krang? No, do you have I thoughts think, on the, on exactly the, the thoughts on, do you have thoughts on the Rumble? Backland gets eliminated immediately by Diesel. He yeah, eliminates like the first seven thought. guys. He also, he also lost the world title to him in like seven seconds. So. Oh, Billy, I mean, Billy Gunn also gets eliminated right. immediately by Diesel. Uh, Macho Man came out, had a decent. I was kind of counting the guys that were dead, uh, which is Mabel, Bam Bam, Crush, Macho Man, uh, Tatanka's still alive. I don't know where Kabuki is. Um, I'm sure he's dead somewhere. There was a guy named Tin Ru. Yeah, he was part of the uh, the the Mister Fuji uh, faction or whatever that was brought w- in. To, I can't to wait till Lee Hamilton him. gets on. Oh, he's got uh, friends of BFR. He's crush us. Shout out to Lee Hamilton. Shout out to Lee Hamilton. <laughs> he's gonna be so he's mad. He's gonna go crush us. I can't wait. But no, that's what I was saying. The two big storylines: Bret Hart, kayfabe knee injury, and Lex Luger being. Basically, shut down the you know the Roman Reigns theory where it's all all Mr. Fuji's guys trying to stop him to get to Yokozuna. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things that 
WWD is doing now they did back in 1994. You know what the biggest difference I saw between this Rumble and uh, modern day Rumbles is that there was no music. They didn't play everybody's music. The guys just walked out of a curtain. Right. And they they all looked the same. Um, I thought that Scott Steiner (laughs) looked... You know what? When you watch the 1994 Royal Rumble, like you're watching a world... Where Nirvana never existed. <laughs> it's like all their haircuts, they still Ooh, look like they're they were all in, the 80s. in Cinderella. Brutal. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all look like they're in Tesla. I mean, you see Scott Snyder and you think, man, that guy's going to own a Shoney's one day. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that Rick Snyder would have been the fucking normal one, honestly? Right? I was going to say, like a man, superintendent was, of school or something like that? He's like a real estate dude. Like, no, he's like a superintendent, though, or something like that. He could no, be. no. Or on the board. The Dogface Gremlin is a real estate agent now. Is he really? Rick Steiner. But he's also like on the board of some school. He could be a school school board guy. I don't know how much time he has. I mean, (laughs) you think he has that much time in the day? Time to feud with Chucky. That's what he's he's got. He's not a genetic freak. No, uh, Tinder was making a good point about uh, the uh, Owen-Brett angle that led up to the Royal Rumble match where, like uh, Tubier was saying, that that story, the storyline itself to how they presented it was good writing. And then it just led into the Rumble match itself. You don't get a lot of that anymore. Yeah, you know because when Brett, when Brett is supposed to come out, he doesn't come out the first time right. because he's still injured. And right. then he kind of limps out a little bit later. Yeah, and it's perfect. It, it, it all made sense. Where now WWE will start a storyline, will stop it, will start a storyline, you know, kill it before, you know, it's supposed to, you know, get to its fruition. I think the biggest problem is, and I'll let you can speak on it after this point, Joe, is that I think a lot of it is just us just not being patient and trying to let a storyline develop. We want to th- see things come out and happen quickly versus just letting it all play itself out. Anyway, if you guys like us discussing an old pay-per-view for 10 minutes an episode, please, <laughs> please, please let us know. No, we'll, we'll do more of it. Like I liked having homework for the week. Like It seemed like fun to me. Uh, a few other things I want to get to. Um, Braun tipped over a truck. Any thoughts? Who cares? Great. It's kind of dumb, right? It's, yeah. it's not believable. Well, and they did it before with the ambulance, which was also not believable, but at least it was It was smaller. more believable. It was more believable. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, we have... How do I break this? That was just funny. He just yeah. bought, busted into a $12 million truck and didn't do any damage. Yeah, right? Kurt is going to get it again. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand the point of having Braun being fired by Angle just to be rehired by Stephanie. Three yeah. letters. H-H-H. Okay. Um, uh, one of the Usos got arrested for DUI this, year, this week, but it didn't seem to affect his um, standing with the company. Unless they take the belts off him at the Royal Rumble, which I, I guess say, is... And you, and you know your boy Vince is Petty Crocker. Do not be surprised if they lose the belts at the Royal Rumble. Petty Crocker. Uh, we got Rusev Day versus The Ascension next week. So they've completely relegated Rusev Day to comedy status instead of as being um, contenders for the tag team match, Oof. which is stupid. Um I'm not even going to ask the panel about that one. Yeah, please. Uh, please the don't. AJ promo was bad this week, I guess. Um, what do we think about Goldust being involved with Cedric Alexander? Do we have any thoughts on what that? What is it with Goldust and black guys? Yeah, that's what like, I. That was my immediate thought. Is like, why don't they just pair him up with another black guy? Like, but I'm fine with it. I mean, it's fun. I'm glad to see Goldust on TV. Yeah, good so, for him. Good for him, for sure. I. Am I the, like the least social conscious black person in here? Because once again, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's I like, didn't he care. goes from like our Damn it, J-Bell, get it together. And, and black girls. I mean, him and Alicia Keys. Right. Or not Alicia Keys, Alicia Fuck. Alicia I was like, Keys. damn, Golda stayed in Alicia uh, Keys? He was with Gold Teeth for a while too, right? Yeah, yeah, they were champs for a little bit. And yeah, Goldie had jungle fever. That's right. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle's got jungle fever. <laughs> Off the rails. Guys, let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. I got jungle fever. Uh, does it, are we thinking that the revival is going to take just a ton of finishers next oh, week? Oh, yeah. Dude, I loved the fact that you mentioned sports entertainment, not wrestling. They brought that out and they said, we are not sports entertainers. We are professional wrestlers. And that's why I love the fucking revival. Because they said like old school. And she's like, you mean like HBK and the Generation X? And they're like, no, 
Okay. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. No, that was a good promo. It was a good promo. It's just going to end poorly. You I just, know where I think it should be that they're going to be jobbers to the stars. And I don't, I know that's not a death sentence these days by any means because the New Day took a bunch of, New Day took a bunch of stunners a couple of WrestleManias ago and it didn't affect them at all. Like you can always reheat guys. They ain't the same thing. That That is, I, I, I get, I get your point. I just, I really think this is going to be the start of the end for the revival. The revival, yeah, yeah. I, you're probably right. Um, Nia Jax versus Asuka ended in an injury. I thought that was interesting because it kind of protected Nia Jax going forward uh, instead of taking a straight up loss to Asuka. Show that she would not uh, give up. Um, there's not a whole lot left that happened. Uh, so this is banned from ringside. We'll get to the birthdays, Mm-mm. guys. Uh, we Let's got get a note. we got Kelly. Kelly is 31. She's 31. Good God, oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's 31. Take it easy, bro. <laughs> take Jeez. it easy. You just take it easy. Clean, we're getting to clean up in her J Bo's chair over here. <laughs> Shane McMahon is 48. Uh, Bull Buchanan, a uh, member of my favorite faction of all time, right to censor, is uh, 50. Ted DiBiase is 64. Batista, you guys got guesses? 48. 49. Uh, Carl Anderson is a couple months younger than me. He's 38. Pat Patterson, father of the Royal Rumble, is 77. The aforementioned R-Truth is 46. Happy birthday, R-Truth. Tyler Breeze is 30. And Maurice is 35. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I don't know what it is about mentioning women's ages. She's pregnant, j I know. You I'm just mentioned a woman's age, and j like, I know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that means I still got a chance, baby. You mean her birthday's on January 17th? <laughs> oh! <laughs> you said the same thing. You're like, oh, we could see Daniel Ryan at the all-in pay-per-view. Jason's like, mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> She was born on Flag Day? <laughs> hey, guys, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you listening to ours. Uh... <laughs> Come on, man. Get it together. Shock City Studios. For Shock City Studios. Jack. For Sam the Mauler Mall. Jack. For Chris Denman. Jack. For Freeplay Media. Jack. For Soul Taco. Jack. For Tender Mahal. Jack. For Two Beard Zach Pullman. Jack. For JCB. Holla, bitches. I am Bill Maggie. Everybody, don't be heels. Well, man.